Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. I'm Paul tonight's Toddcast, locked in and locked out. Locked in and locked out. Now kids, where are the kids? Oh, they made it down and then went back up. They couldn't take it. That's all they can handle of me. <laughs> they went for the dessert. Kids! If you understand kids, like most people, they hate being left out of things, don't they? Especially fun things. My daughter Adelaide, where's Adelaide? Adelaide, no, she's out and she's in the zone. Addie. My daughter Adelaide and my son Marcus specifically have something called FOMO. Who knows what FOMO is? Who else has FOMO? FOMO is the fear of missing out. I don't know if that's an actual fear, but I think my daughter Adelaide and my son Marcus have that fear. If I run an errand, for example, or declare to the family that I'm going somewhere, Addie and Marcus want to be a part of it. Because something fun might happen while we're out, and that would be tragic because they would miss out on the fun. But then I have a couple other kids, because I have a lot of kids, I have a couple other kids, Titus and Levi, the twins. They have a different fear altogether. Their fear is what I'm going to call FOPS. F-O-P-S. I made it up. It's the fear of the potentially scary. And let me explain this fear a little bit. If I ask the twins to do something, they want the details first. All right? They want to know what we're going to do, how long it's going to take, what it's going to require of them before they do it. Because they don't want to walk headlong into something that could be good, could be potentially scary. And that's a fear I understand a little bit more than Addie and Marcus's. I struggle with FOPs, the fear of something potentially scary, than I do FOMO. Now let's ask the adults. Are you more prone to FOMO, the fear of missing out, or the fear of potentially scary things? Let's see FOMO people. Where are the FOMO people? Fear of missing out, and what about the FOPs? Fear of, yeah, I figured there'd be a lot more adults who have FOPs. Okay, now again, I made that up, but let's... Let's ask it in regarding the church, okay? Now, you don't have to respond to this one, but think inwardly. Are you more scared to miss out that you might miss out on a fun gathering like tonight? Or are you more scared your pastor might ask you to do something that you're not comfortable with? That Travis. <laughs> Finally, some honesty. Yeah. That's our real fear. Well, we as people of God might have one or both of these fears. And the Lord has to help both groups understand and appreciate his will so that we can become excited to serve him. So how does God do this? These fears are on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Okay, let me give you another illustration. One thing I do as a parent who loves my children is before I go to bed, I do something every single night before I go to bed. I make sure all the doors and windows are locked in our house. Does anyone else do this before bed? Make sure you lock all the doors and windows. Now that's probably not necessary, okay? But it's probably not that surprising either. Did I miss something? No, okay. Inside joke. Littleton is a relatively safe area, but all it takes is one maniac, right? One crazy person can be potentially dangerous. Who is that maniac? At that table. That table's a little unruly. I've noticed wherever my mom is, the table's a little unruly. I want you to consider for a moment that, that routine that I have of locking doors and windows before I go to bed each night. Every night before I go to bed, I lock people out of my house. And I also lock people inside my house. Now, that could seem strange when you phrase it that way. On one hand, a pastor is locking his doors and telling people they're not welcome in his house. 
Every night when I lock my door, that's what I'm doing. I'm telling certain people you are not welcome in my house. And on the other hand, a father is locking his children inside the house. And I don't let them get out. Do you see how if you angle it, it can sound a little weird and maybe even a little creepy? But why is it neither weird nor creepy when I lock the doors and windows of my own house before I go to bed? It's really very simple, the answer. It's because I love my kids. I love my family. I'm trying to take care of them. By locking the doors, I'm keeping potentially dangerous predators from getting access to my children and possibly harming them. And by locking the doors, I'm actually locking my children inside our home so they cannot be endangered by leaving our house at a time when it would be unsafe for them to do so. You might be asking right now, what is the point of this lesson? Well, did you know God does this for his children? We get this concept from God. He tells us on more than one occasion in scripture that he's locking us, his children, into his household or into his covenant. And he's also locking out potential predators. Did you know God does that? Let me read a passage from Romans chapter 8 that's very familiar to most of us. Romans 8, 31 to 39 says that, what, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not with us all graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, and in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. Isn't that powerful? Some of us have FOMO. We just just discussed this, the fear of missing out. When we hear that God is locking us inside his covenant... For those who have FOMO, that can make us nervous because it means potentially we're missing out on some delights of this world. Some of us have FOPs, and yes, I made that up, the fear of the potentially scary. And if God locks us inside his household and covenant, we fear that it could be potentially dangerous for us to be locked in with the Almighty God. Because what if he's like some of us who's quick-tempered? That could possibly be dangerous for us. Maybe it's better if God keeps the doors of his household unlocked so we can just come and go as we please. God essentially locks us into his covenant and into his household. Now, I need to preface this, okay? If we truly want to exit God's covenant, he's going to let us. God's not going to hold anyone hostage. All right, notice in Romans 8, it never says that we cannot leave or be separated by God's love by our own choice. He says we cannot be taken away from him by outside forces. Now, we know there exists one other option. If you don't want to be a part of God's covenant, if you don't want to live in heaven for the rest of eternity, there is another option. It's a very terrifying concept to be a cast away from God in a place called hell. But if we have the free will to make that choice, we can make that choice. But interestingly, and maybe even ironically, the idea of God locking us into his covenant and household is so that we don't have FOMO, and miss out on all the wonderful blessings he has for us. 
And also, when God locks us inside his covenanted household, we don't have to experience the other fear as well, the fear of the potentially scary things. Because the scariest things reside outside of God's dwelling place, not inside. My kids are the safest when they're inside, locked inside with their mom and dad. That's interesting, isn't it? The safest place to be is locked inside with their mother and their father because we love them the most. The Lord knows that the devil and the Antichrist that we just discussed of this world want our eternal destruction. So he locks us into his covenant and into his loving arms. All the while, he locks out the evil ones. So they cannot snatch us away from him. And every good parent knows what this is like. They do this for their children. That's the type of love we have for our kids, and that's the type of God that we have. Now, if we allow the devil to simply change the angle on that, and he loves to do this, just change the angle. It could appear to us that by locking us into his household, God is withholding treasures from us. When did he do this? Do you remember all the way back in the Garden of Eden? What did he tell Eve? You're missing out, Eve. God is telling you not to eat of this fruit because he knows the day that you eat of it, you'll be like God. Your eyes will be open, right? You'll have all of these wisdom and knowledge and treasures that you never had before. But that is certainly not the case. We've learned better by, that, by now that that is not the case. God's blessings far outweigh all the pleasures of this world combined. I hope you know that by now. God is actually striving to give us treasures that can never spoil, never fade, and never be ruined. And the, if the devil can make us think that God is, by locking us into his household, is placing us in a potentially dangerous setting with someone who's actually holding us hostage, Satan can actually change the narrative and actually desire, help us desire to leave the covenant of God for the world. It's brilliant and a deadly deception. And it works many, many times. But is our God keeping us from happiness? What do you think? Is God keeping us from happiness? Our God is happiness. Good answer. Is our God locking us into eternal bondage? No. Absolutely not. God is our loving, compassionate Father who went so far, according to Romans 8, to not spare his only begotten Son when we needed salvation and forgiveness from our sins. Yes, according to Romans 8, God is locking us inside his covenant and inside his household. But it's because being inside with our Heavenly Father is the safest place to be. When God locks us inside, he also locks out those who have malicious intent against his people. So they cannot harm even one hair on our heads. Again, I do this for my own children. I will protect my kids at all costs. And good parents are the same way with their own children. They lock out the bad guys and they lock in their children. So they are protected and you're the ones who love them the most. So we don't need to have FOMO. We don't have, to need, have the need to fear missing out with God. And we don't need FOPS, the fear of the potentially scary, with our God. Because our God's fatherly love and protection is with us forever. And we find it all through Jesus. In Hebrews 6, Jesus is called the anchor for the soul. Have you ever heard that term? Jesus is called the anchor for the soul. Think about that for a moment. For the sake of our lesson tonight, I'm going to call Jesus the deadbolt for the soul. He is the one locking us into God's promises and blessings and household for the rest of eternity. And Jesus is the one locking out all the devils and the antichrists of the world who want to destroy us. Our one goal as Christians is to understand and appreciate God's love for us. And to then, interestingly, and maybe even ironically, make the obvious decision to go further in 
to God's covenant, further into God's household, further into God's blessings, further into God's promises. Because the safest, best, and happiest place for us to be is inside the covenant of God through Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? The safest place for my children to be is close to their parents, the ones who love them the most. The application is very simple. Let us get closer and closer and closer to Jesus by following his will for our life. And by doing so, we will experience all the blessings, all the protection of our loving and heavenly Father. Let us therefore be always, ever trying and seeking and striving to be near our Heavenly Father, near our Lord Jesus, because it's the safest, best, and happiest place we could ever be, because our God loves us deeply. I hope you believe that. I hope that's a reminder. I hope that's an encouragement to you tonight. Stay near the feet of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.